0: Get in this money and we gotta get this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't gotta act. We get in this money and we gotta chase this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't gotta ask. so 2026 has been on my mind. And I feel you know that everyone should look five years ahead. But I feel people can get caught up in the past, you know. So my motto for 2021 is don't be a dinosaur. But stay ahead of the curve. So, to give everyone context, uh, I have Nancy and Rocky in the building. We, y'all say, y'all say, what's up?
1: Hey, what's up? Um,
0: what's,
1: up? What's, what's up? What's happening? <laughs> <in
0: there? laughs> uh, and the the conversation we're going to have today is, what does the world need more of? Um, when you when we envision twenty twenty six what do we imagine that world being or looking like? So we're gonna, we gonna talk about that. But before we jump into that, um, cause we want to appeal to our fellow empaths, but before we tap into that, uh, let's start with Rocky. What is your, what is your, what do you like to eat for brunch?
2: Well, I don't, so I do intermittent fasting. So I pretty much like, I go straight to you know, lunch, dinner, but I will tell you this, if I do have to eat brunch, My Jewish side comes out to me in full force, (laughs) and I love a good everything bagel, cream cheese, lots, and maybe even some chicken liver. I don't do meat anymore, but back in the day, I was a big chicken lover fan. So uh, liver lover, yeah, chicken liver lover. Right. (laughs) So yeah, that that would be like, gosh, I'm craving that now. Damn you.
0: (laughs) So intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting, tell us a little bit more about that, because some people may not know what that is, so... Break that down a little bit. What's, what's intermittent um, I started
2: doing that several years ago. A guy that I dated was doing it. He's the one that introduced me to it. And I don't follow like a strict regimen with it because some people do it like they have like a 15-hour fast or 18-hour and then they'll do it for a couple days on, couple of days off. I pretty much just <laughs> don't eat till the end of the day. That's kind of like <laughs> my intermittent fasting. Got you, got but you. It works for me. I, I actually have a lot of energy and it's – Help me maintain my weight. So I haven't gained any weight much, like with COVID, pretty much Cotton. because I've controlled what I'm eating and I eat pretty healthy. So that's kind of where I'm at with it.
0: Right. So, so like, you
2: basically practice intermittent starving. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't uh, believe me I, I was hungry or if I was going to felt like I was going to pass out. Like at first times, we'll all wake up early and by 11, 12, I'm hungry and I'll just eat. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to deprive myself, but as far as just like, Going a long time without eating, it just it just seems to work for me.
0: All right, before know. we go before we go to Nancy, uh, I have a friend. He doesn't eat until five p.m. every day. I'm like, dude. I said I couldn't. I probably will eat at least three, four times by the time it's, it's five p.m. I'm like, no. You how surprise.
2: do you? There are times where it's not like it's eight o'clock. Like, because I'm so busy during the day on calls and Zoom calls, and then it'll be like, oh shit, it's already eight o'clock. Like I but would, I feel like I, I would pass out. it's a good meal. I do like black beans and avocado and rice and veggies and. Like I load up with as much, you know, nutrients as I possibly can when I do feed my body. I, I'm more conscious about what I put in it.
0: More power to you. I feel like I would pass up. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't,
1: it. I couldn't do it. All
2: right, Nancy. Given my, given my history, you know, intermittent
1: fasting is definitely not a good idea. No, um,
0: yeah, for not. those reasons. I'm right. not. <laughs> uh, so
1: but Nancy, the, what do you like? What do you? i, like, was I was do you... for years, so that becomes like a challenge to me. Of how long can I go without? Mm. Um, so I stay away from that. Um, but I also wake up ravenous. Mm. Yeah, I do. And I didn't used to. Um, I wasn't a big breakfast person for the longest time. And now it's like within 20 minutes of being awake, I need to eat something.
2: Cool, oh, you're honoring your body, which is good. Like, yeah, exactly. If I
1: wake up but I'm starving, I'll honor it and I'll eat. It's
2: not the end of the world, right? So that's, I think, that at the end of the day, we just have to do what's right for, for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, you exactly. have to be in tune with your body, mindful of what it needs. And even when it's telling me I want... You know, a cookie—it's fine. It's <laughs> a cookie. I don't have to eat the whole thing. I mean, but if my body wants a cookie, I should listen to my body, right? So, what's yes. your
0: so what's your brunch? What's your brunch of choice, uh, Nancy?
1: Besides <laughs> oh, cookies, besides sp- cookies. You're speaking my love language with brunch. I'm like a breakfast all day gal. Um, okay. That's like my favorite. So, but if, like I think my go-to would be sort of the um, bacon and eggs with like pancakes and. Syrup, like all, like all the goods together. Um, yeah, but I like the sweet and salty. So the pancake syrup and bacon work for me for sure. And then, yeah, you know, who doesn't love some buttery pancakes? <laughs>
2: Are okay. you the type to put? Do you put syrup like on everything on your plate? Like just down it all, even
1: your eggs? Um, I don't I know this do, by I, now, I don't. What'd you say, Raquel? I said I should know this by now. But well, I yeah, it was the last time we ate brunch together. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, We'll have to go to brunch. Um, I don't mind if things mingle, but I won't necessarily purposely douse my eggs with syrup, but the bacon definitely has to be syrupy and crispy, like well done bacon.
0: For me, I would say, so earlier I talked about French toast, but today, or now I'm gonna talk about, I I do like chocolate, um, I like uh, chocolate chip pancakes. Oh my goodness, they're they're off the chain, and you know I always gotta have my eggs. I gotta have the bacon or the sausage, on because I like I like I like to be a full plate. So that's that's my choice, and then you know gotta have a mimosa. Gotta have a mimosa. Oh, I knew we
1: um, were going there. This is okay.
0: this is the way. <laughs> that is the right. way. Uh, well, the roses are what
1: way. justifies drinking any time of day. Exactly. Um, exactly. If I can have a drink at breakfast, at brunch. Why, like, why is it not okay any
0: other
1: time of the day? Like a mimosa is exactly. okay, exactly. Then, right? I mean, doesn't that... You know, yeah, I'm
0: with, I'm, with track? Track? I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. All right, so now let's, 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 let's dive into this topic. What does the world meet, need more of? Um, now that could be anything. It could be related to the business side, you know uh, the freelancer side that could be personal, family dynamic. So when you envision what twenty twenty six would be like, how are we gonna get there? What what do we need more of? What do you guys think?
2: Well, I think there's a lot, but I think something that popped, jumped, like just kind of popped in my head, and it I think it translates across all boards is respect. Mm. I feel like we are losing respect for each other. Um, <laughs> And I just feel that if we all can respect each other's opinions, um, our perspectives, our lives, (laughs) you know, how Mm. how we're running them, you know, how we're parenting, how we're showing up in the world, like, you know, most of us are doing the best that we can, and we're following our hearts and our dreams and trying to, you know, a lot of us are, including myself, trying to make an impact and do good. And so it's like, I feel like a lot of, people just need to respect what you're what you're doing it's like every more and more people have an opinion about how you're supposed to run your life and do things and and show up and i you know i i respect people's opinions when they tell me but it's like a lot of people just don't and so i feel Mm -hmm. like that but you know there's compassion and grace there's so many things but right I don't know why respect just kind of was the first thing
0: that you came know, at me. Well, Nancy, before you go, I, I want to add to what Rocky is talking about because I feel like part of respect that I feel like is that needs to be more too is listening. I feel like people don't listen to listen. People don't listen to understand. They listen to correct. They listen to solve. So part of respect is like respecting people's feelings, respecting people's, like you said, opinions because like at the end of the day, Um, everybody's different and it's okay for, you know, for so-and-so to have opinion about such and such, but that doesn't necessarily mean, or if someone's having a bad day or someone needs compassion, there's no need to scold them for feeling the way they're feeling. So I definitely agree with you that the world needs more, uh, respect, but Nancy, what's your, what's your thoughts?
1: You guys teed me up perfectly for the two things that sort of came into my mind. Um, My first two thoughts were um, curiosity and generosity. And so to me, if we enter into things with curiosity, sort of like what Raquel was saying, we don't have to be defensive and triggered and, uh, you know, get into this place of being right or wrong. We can just be curious and learn. And in that we're listening, you know, and, and, and taking in and evolving, but also this generosity and, um, to me, it's a generosity of every like spirit, of time, of love, of compassion. Just really being generous and having this sense of abundance, so we don't have to compete over things because there's enough for all of us. There's so much out there. Merkel um, and I talk all the time. You know, I don't have to stand on someone else's shoulders and hold them down to raise myself up because there's plenty out there. You know, the other thing quite frankly moving forward is our society has to move toward valuing our health, our Um, mental health, our physical health. And in that, you know, being an educator in schools, mindfulness, we should be doing mindfulness yoga meditation starting in preschool so that as kids go through the educational system, they become adults that go out into the world and value these things and practice these things. And then our workplaces have to reflect it. Like we're grinding and grinding No one says like, hey, we're going to do a lunchtime yoga class or a lunchtime meditation. We've got a break in the morning, 20 minutes for, you know, your mindfulness and 20 minutes in the afternoon for, you know, walk outside, whatever it is, but to really put that in there and to start to value um, our time connecting with ourselves and others and the bigger picture um, and start measuring our ourselves in a very different way not our to-do list not our productivity um, or just yeah. the whole rise
2: grind hustle right i think right. covid i mean i remember i struggled with this because i started my business in january 2020 right before the pandemic and i i remember doing a video about how i felt this need that i was supposed to be up 24 7 that i was supposed to be like you know, running myself to the ground, because now I was a business owner, an entrepreneur, and it was just this whole idea of like, that's how you do things. And I remember doing this video thinking, why? I don't, why do I want to run myself to the ground when I first started business? And Burn out. Like, what's the point of that? Because then my business is screwed. Mm. You know, like I want this to. I want longevity. I want to be able to like survive. And I'm not gonna be able to survive if it's like blood, sweat, and tears. And I get the passion that goes into it. People do, you know, put everything their heart and soul. But I feel. I feel like there's a way to do it and still be mindful, still be able to have self care, still be able to practice all of those things. And, and still be, you know, respected. Once again, it's like that respect, right? I think it's like, oh, I want to be respected as a business owner, so I have to do these things because that's what everybody else is telling me that I should be doing. Mm. And now with COVID, I think we're finally taking a shift and we're realizing the whole rise, grind hustle thing just
1: doesn't exist. It can't. It's, just it's not sustainable. It can't. It's unatt- exactly. It's, it's not sustainable. And that's, yeah. Know, we've got to start like raquel said this prioritizing of self um the stigma around it like like why why is that selfish why is that you know i'm not working hard enough or i'm not gonna make it if i you know don't put everything i have into my pursuits rather than to my person it's it's unattainable and it's unsustainable and like Raquel said, the COVID thing has shown me, I mean, I did exactly what Raquel was saying. And I have a, I have a business of my own, a practice of my own. But until the pandemic, I had no idea how much me time I needed, how yes. much downtime, um, and how much I wasn't getting. And so it- while I'm excited for things to change in terms of our ability to be out and about and together, I really am looking for ways to not go back to the jobs I did the way I did them working from home to me is a privilege not right now because we have to um but if I can maintain that so that I can also maintain the pieces and parts that have been brought into my life by being home having more time changing the idea of what professional is hey professional is your kid crying in the background or fighting and my, for me, it's my cat walking by, and still <laughs> tail <all> wagging, <laughs> your feet, yeah, tail wagging, your snacking me in the face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all part of me being, you know, a professional now. It doesn't change my expertise or my level of knowledge. And in reality, we work, quote unquote, harder for one another when we are connected as humans. I want to do a good job for you um, because I'm invested in. You, we're in this together. I know about you and your struggles outside of work, and and your successes outside of work, and what builds your passions. Um, and I think that's what leadership needs to move towards.
0: Yeah, you know, I want to recognize you too, real quick. Um, and you know, this will be recorded on the podcast and everything. So, uh, you guys talk your talk. You know, um, one of the things I feel to to. In, in relation to generosity, that we need more of, is uh, volunteers in the nonprofit space. I feel like both of you give back so much, and and Rocky Sidebar with your YouTube channel, and mm-hmm. you know you have the YouTube channel with the children and everything. I think that's special. Um, you know, me right. having nine younger sisters, I definitely have a soft spot for children. So, um, and then on top of that, you know, you you both. Have come to the leadership circle events, and I feel like you both um, are leaders. And so, when people hear you speak, you know it's not just oh, you know you're giving advice, but you're practitioners in what you're saying. So I'm honored to to know both of you um, before we continue the conversation. So I definitely wanted to recognize you too. Thank
1: you. Thank you. You know, it's always to me such a gift when people reflect. Back to you how you're seen. And like Raquel said, you know, we're three people who want to make an impact. And you saying that lets me know that I'm absolutely on the right path with what I'm doing. Um, and I used to have this imposter syndrome, like, that I was a fraud about all the stuff I talked about. And then I started doing sort of a bit, a bit of a digger thing. A bit of a <laughs> deeper dive into, you know, how long have I been living this way? And looking at journals and looking even back at my social media posts and realizing, no, this has been my living with gratitude and abundance and empathy and compassion. It's who I am um, and have always been. You know, I, I'm the person who catches spiders and puts them outside. I remember <laughs> more yeah, power to you than that. I, I know. I do. Yeah, not,
0: yeah we don't I share that. Spiders. Yeah.
1: Call me over. I'll talk to them. Big friends. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to go outside. It's going to be great. You're going to like it there better. Um,
2: yeah, I talk to my plants. I remember. Oh, my, I talk to my plants now. Yeah. I'm a new plant in, lady. I'm
1: officially yeah. plant lady. In my, in my old house, there was a huge. Daisy Bush, right in the front yard, and it wasn't attractive, and I certainly didn't like it, and given the opportunity to change it, I couldn't, I couldn't rip up a living thing, because I didn't think it was what I wanted to look at, do you know what I mean? Was like, it I, aesthetically pleasing Exactly, to your like, no way, I couldn't do it, I, you know, it's, and when I was a kid, apparently when I was in, I think it was fifth or sixth grade, I had a neighbor on the block that I played with, whatever, Girls start to get mean and nasty, and, and mostly insecure and competitive is really what it is. Um, and, and I think if we could talk to them about it that way, maybe things would change and understand they're not alone. But um, you know, the group that I used to have lunch with stopped saving a seat for her. They just decided she wasn't you know a cool kid. And apparently, that whole year, I created a whole different group of friends because I wouldn't sit at the table with those kids because they wouldn't let Tara sit.
0: Mm. Mm. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. We talked about what does the world need more of? And uh, one of the questions I ask at the end of each episode is, okay, business is personal, right? Before, before we get into that, like, some people say, oh, it's just business. A lot of times they say that when maybe they're being cutthroat or they give you an, a bottom line type situation. But I personally feel that business is personal. So what is, what is your guys' thoughts on that? Um, If business is I don't think I've ever
2: said it's just business because I don't think I've ever looked at anything as just business ever in my life. Even when I was working in the corporate world, even with my own business, like even when I meet new people and make new connections on these platforms, I rarely ever talk about business. It's not until maybe a couple of times, you know, down the road that they're like, oh, you do personal branding or, oh, that's what you do because that's you know like i'm all about building a relationship and going you know a little bit further with that and the only way to do that is to connect on an emotional level and connect through feelings and and it's so for me it's always been personal first and then business um that's something that just i've always believed in and you know so that's kind of where i'm at with that
0: (laughs)
1: right so nobody talked to me about business (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> what do you think, What do you think, Nancy?
1: We'll get there, yeah. Let it happen organically. I, yeah, you, you heard earlier, I agreed with Mikel. I think it's about our relationships. That, you know, how could it just be business and you really expect someone not to take it personally? Um, because we put ourselves into our work. You know, for me, I'm a speech-language pathologist. We come out of grad school, we're all trained with the same information and the same number of hours. But ultimately, I'm building relationships with my clients. So it's something about me. I'm selling me. You know, it's, it's, that's my business. I am my business. And I want to have those relationships. What's the point to me of doing it without them? You know, even in my public school, you know, where I'm not selling me and parents get me because that's all that's available, I build relationships with them so they trust my professional judgment. I, you know, try right. to do things where, you know, the people I work with, I bring in food for everyone or buy pizza every once in a while and just make, you know, because that's your, everywhere you go, you have a community. And the reality is not just in business, but in life, where are you without your community?
0: That's such a good point. That's such a good point because, you know, what you guys are saying reminds me of, I'm not going to say the name of the, uh, of the joint, but there's a fast food joint that's not open on Sundays. A lot of people go there. A lot of people go oh, there Monday through Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people go there Monday through Saturday. But I think some people appreciate that they give their employees off time on Sunday.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: they're able to watch the football game. They're able to, you know, that quality time, family time, or, you know, their religious services. Whatever they want to do it that Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and then some people would be like, you know, some people who are more ambitious, they're like, they missing out on so much money, you know, if they was open on Sunday. So I feel I like... Know, I
2: guess- Just imagine if they stayed open on Sunday, how many more billions or millions of dollars they could be, you know, making. But that's the whole point is, like, obviously they're – you know, statement, mission statement is not about money. They are actually trying to impact. I mean, yes, it can it is a religious organization, but, you know, just like what I said, where the world needs more respect, they are huge on respect. They're huge yep. on their, you know, employees saying thank you and you know, all of that, have a great day and just yep. the way that they're talking to their customers. That for them is one of their core, you know, statements, their core values. And that's something that I greatly appreciate about what they're doing so you know kudos to them because even with my rock the boat youtube channel it's amazing how many times when i tell them what i'm doing the first question i get is well how are you monetizing it how are you gonna make money Mm -hmm. i'm like hello that's not the point (laughs) that's not why i'm doing it right so yeah that's where it's like we have to respect that we are following our hearts and we're trying to do something that we're passionate about and something that makes us happy and i think too where when Nancy was talking, you know, with business and our workplace and how we show up too, it's like, we should be able to show up at our workplace who we are, Mm -hmm. right? So many people talk about how, oh, when I'm at work, I'm a a different person. I'm a certain persona and I have to live up to that persona. It's like, why? Why can't you just go to work being who you are? And, you know, like, I think our our company cultures would be so different too. If we were were able to just feel
1: safe in that in our workspace as well Well, you know and it's funny because there's a couple of things first of all um again i'd love to see the statistics on retention and um people's satisfaction and happiness in their jobs Mm -hmm. with you know
2: I think someone gave me a percentage, Nancy. I was on a podcast the other day, and I think they said that 80-something percent of people are not happy where they work. 80-something percent. Yep. So just think about the energy, the level of consciousness there, right? So it's like if that's 80-something percent of people that are not happy, that's the energy that they're feeding into the world. That's right. the energy that they're feeding themselves. So right. that is huge. And yeah, the last statistic
0: people, I saw you know, was definitely over oh, ahead, How do those
1: people feel about their employer, their job, their loyalty, I, I'm i willing to say I guarantee it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's huge. And you're right. How Why don't we show up? You know, we've got rules and we've got things and we've got all this societal stuff put on us. And, you know, it's kind of funny for me. I just recently started really sharing all of myself and all of my experiences in my whole life um, publicly. And I realized in doing that that, I, I did have a different community on LinkedIn, but I actually shared it with Facebook and Instagram. People who know me very well for years, people who I work with and have only known me, you know, one way or very surfacely. And the reality is in that is it, it freed up so much energy for me. And I've had people respond to me. um, I want to say differently, but it's, it's, feel like it's it's given them something as well I guess it's not it's not like all of a sudden they're treating me differently because they know everything about me but it's given something to them as well and so how we interact has changed well because they see um they're not probably so quick to judge or you know why
2: you do things if that makes sense Um, I think a lot of times we forget that we're showing up through our experiences through what we've had you know our childhoods it's our paradigm it's our reality right so once you open up as to what your reality is and what you actually are dealing with then people are able to see like okay you know what maybe now it makes sense as to why Raquel or Nancy or Shad like why they respond this way to me or why they reacted this way when I said this right and so then it definitely gives them more insight into into why you do and act the way you do um Right. And I think that's really important. I think that's why it's important for us to share so much of ourselves. I know a lot of people are like TMI and what's that's not my business <laughs> and you know, I don't need to know that. I'm like, no, I think you do because yeah. then you're going to be able to to understand
1: where I'm coming from a lot better. And I think that's right in line with what we were saying about, you know, respect, generosity and curiosity, right? So Now, if you're curious about people and you're learning about them, like you said, Raquel, what makes them them? Why they would react or do something a certain way? You know, for a lot of people, for me, it's like, I never would have known. You know, looking at you, I never would have known. And that's exactly the point. Mm -hmm. Looking at me, you wouldn't know.
0: Exactly. And yeah,
1: that's why benefit of the doubt, be curious. And, you know, I, I... I was told by a grad school professor something that applies to life, but, you know, um, she said, when you see a parent in a grocery store and the kid is screaming and they handle it exactly the wrong way, know that that is probably the 100th time they have dealt with it that day. Mm -hmm. And the 99 that came before that, that you didn't get to see, they handled it beautifully.
0: Exactly. I think that's a good way to, to, to wrap it up. In the beginning, I mentioned that 2026 has been on my mind and we talked about what does the world need more of? How are we gonna to get to 2026 and make it a, a, a beautiful world? Uh, we talked about respect, we talked about generosity and we talked about curiosity. And uh, I feel like those who are our fellow empaths like, like, like you and I, I feel they'll benefit from this conversation um, is there any specific thing y'all wanted to shout out, whether it's a nonprofit or anything of that nature, um, before we wrap up?
2: Um, I just say, if you can, volunteer, right? So you were talking about how, you know, volunteering. So I volunteer for a nonprofit called Laws, which is a law of Abuse women's shelter. And it's local, but it, you know, deals with domestic violence and child abuse. And, you know, that's something that has definitely been on the rise since all of this. So, um, and then just doing my Rock the Boat YouTube channel. But, yeah, I feel like we need to give back. We all, we all do. In any small capacity, it, it makes a difference.
0: Totally. What about yeah. you, Nancy? Anything you wanted to uh, shout out?
1: Yeah, I, um, I want to shout out to a couple of things, if that's okay. First of all, right now, to teachers, educators, and parents, shout out to the fact that you're doing it um pandemic is hard for everyone and i have you know being in education i see it in a very intimate way and just want to remind people that we don't go into it for the fame or the money we go into it because we love your kids um and that is no different during a pandemic um i want to encourage people to clean out their closets which just (laughs) sounds weird but like um, donate donate that stuff somebody who doesn't have Anything or very much is going to appreciate and benefit from that and that is another way to be generous. And if you don't volunteer, quote unquote, you're still helping. Um and I also have the privilege of being the director of operations of a nonprofit called Wave Beyond Measure. And they are about character building and mental wellness and awareness in our schools, starting as young as kindergarten, bringing programming um, and speakers to schools to begin those conversations and and make it part of, you know, sort of everyday life that we can talk about hard things and we can learn how to be good people. So shout out to them as well.
0: Nancy, Rocky, thank you so much for being uh, our guest today uh, and appreciate having you on.
1: Thank you for oh, having thank us. Thank you for yeah. thinking about us. It was great. You, know, you always bring up really good topics and
2: that leave me thinking and also sort of feeling a little expanded, which I love. The Lunch Break Media Group, J.D. is the founder. Madison and Mason, I'm so glad he found us. James is like
0: Berman, and I'm little Wayne, and he is behind the scenes, and I'm This money and we gotta get this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't gotta ask. We in this money and we gotta chase this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't gotta ask. The lunch break.